victory that we enjoy is meant for everyone that we'll ever lock eyes with. And tragically, many are unaware they're living below the level of their privilege as those whose lives have been purchased with a price. This, this morning, I, I want to continue our, uh, our little experiment in spiritual conversations. How can we have Spiritual conversations of better quality and better quantity because I really believe that if uh, a revival is to come to this land, it won't happen necessarily inside the church walls. I think it will be because people have caught fire inside those church walls and are transferring that fire to places where they are in this world where the fire is sorely needed. We need it as well. I remember when I was a kid, uh, this idea of, we're going to talk this morning about wandering our way, that's with an O, not an A, not, not wandering around, but wandering. Can I say that adequately as an Oklahoman so you get the difference in W-O, wandering, Wand with the brain, with, with the imagination, wandering our way into spiritual conversations. I remember when I was a kid, one of these apparatuses, they've since almost been outlawed on uh, playgrounds, if you go to the next slide. Uh, do you remember those guys? What, what, what did you call those things? Okay, that's, that's what I call them, a seesaw. But if you click, but some people call them a, a teeter-totter. A teeter-totter. There's reasons why we didn't call it that in the South. It's just too hard to say. A teeter-totter. Tar, 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 tar. So we called it a seesaw. a seesaw. And look at those, would you? I mean, those are, those are epic seesaws. That one gal on the left has got to be 10 feet in the air. They've, you know, they, they didn't start out with a lot of regulations on these things. It was just pure fun. Launch your friend was what they should have been called, right? Uh, and they were great, except if you tried to get off of them too quickly. Do you remember that? You know, step off it's too quick, your friend falls, the thing hits you on the chin on the way up. We, 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 there's a reason why they're a little more ergonomically safe these days. But wasn't that a great toy? Simple as it was, uh, this, this simple lever made for so much fun, a teeter-totter or a seesaw. And the truth of the matter is they're still around. Next slide. Now, th this is actually a bronze a sculpture that kind of captures that simple joy. That Does anybody else remember these, or is it just me? The simple joy of, of those kinds of things. And uh, this is actually a, a bronze depiction by Randolph in the Randolph Rose collection. Yes, the teacher taught her. Yes, the next slide. But, but people still teeter today. They still seesaw. Right? It's still, it's still around. Anybody seen one of these in the parks anywhere recently? They're, they're kind of differently engineered sometimes. Uh, here, here's one that I, engineering caught me. This is actually uh, the Mexican border. <laughs> how, how, how's that for uh, uh, an effort at building relations? I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
Playing even the simplest game is fun. The, the teeter-totter, though, gets incredibly boring when you try to do it alone. It's real, really boring. And as such, a teeter-totter or a seesaw kind of gives us a picture of the fun of spiritual conversations. Spiritual conversations are always best when they're not one-sided. Right? When, when, when there's give and there's take to it. When there's mutual questions and understanding being, being developed. When it's, when it's going back and forth. Up until this point, we've talked a lot about the importance of listening. Listening not just for a reaction or not just for a response, but actually listening to more deeply understand and value the person that you're talking to. Listening. Now, that, that's on one side of this teeter-totter, okay? But on the other side of this spiritual conversation is another person, and it goes back and forth. At one moment, you're listening. In the next, you're responding. But the spiritual conversation almost always gets boring if there's a sizable pause and someone takes over, if it becomes monopolized in some way. So for the next couple of messages, I want to talk about on the other side of listening, what do we do to develop spiritual conversations? There's a listening side and there's a responding side. And we've already talked about some ways that you can respond that really help you even listen deeper and better. One is that idea of reflecting what you've heard, right? So, so, so before you just change the subject or move on, you affirm and validate the fact that you've heard what the other person had to say. You even ask for clarification, maybe. I, so, so what I hear you saying is, blank, am I close? Am I right? And if not, they'll clarify it further. With that kind of question, with that kind of reflective listening, you can go even deeper to what you're discovering of exploring this person and the depths of who they are to understand. There's several other things that you can do, and we're not going to talk about all of them this, this morning, just wondering. And this particular concept, I think, is worth the price of the book. This idea of wondering your way into spiritual conversations. We'll also talk about how you might relate your story to their story. How you might relate the Bible story to their story. And that's in upcoming messages, but today I just want to strike this balance of listening with this beautiful response of wondering. Wondering alongside someone, not interrogating them, but asking questions that let you explore thoughts, perspectives, beliefs together. Here's what Doug Pollock says in his book. A good balance of listening and wondering out loud creates God space. Listening and wondering out loud. If we're listening well, our wonder naturally percolates. Uh, it, it begins to percolate. If we're really listening to someone else, there'll be gaps in the story that we wonder how that fills in. If we're really listening carefully, there, there may be inconsistencies that puzzle us. Just, just like we would if we were listening to a friend, when we listen deeply, often what that creates in us quite naturally is to wonder about the rest of the story, how it all fits together. And if we're wondering well, then we'll probably get plenty of opportunity to listen. 
Now, if we're just listening for a counterpoint, it's amazing how when that becomes obvious, how quickly the sharing shuts down. Have you ever noticed? Happens to me all the time. Happens to me sometimes when I'm sharing. Happens to me sometimes when others are listening to me and I realize, whoa, I'm walking into a trap. Right? You know, you start backing up. That's natural too. What does it mean to wander your way into spiritual conversations? Doug Pollock shares this story of a conversation he had with a young lady named Emma. He happened to be in New Zealand at the time and had gotten one, on one of those huge uh, gondolas to go up and look over the city. At, I can't remember the name. It's Cape Town or something. He, he went up to the... That's not right. That's in South Africa. Uh, he, he went to the top of, uh, of this mountain and the beautiful views, you know, rode the gondola up, hiked back down. That's always the best way to do those kind of things, I would think. Gondola up, hike down. Not up, but, but he wisely hiked down, and on the way, conversations picked up. Several of his friends went ahead. They'd all meet at the concession stand, the cantina, when they got there. And sure enough, everybody gathered, and somebody brought this friend along. They had met on the way down. Her name was Emma. She was a young lady from England, and she, you know, natural introductions. People kind of shared where they were from. I noticed your accent. You're not from around here. No, I'm, I'm actually from England. And she's shared that she had, been, uh, uh, she had quit her job two months earlier and she had decided to go on holiday. And, and she had been on holiday almost two months now, touring New Zealand and Australia. And as, as, as uh, Doug listened, a wondering emerged in his heart. He just put what she was, he was just listening carefully. Here she is, a single woman, traveling alone, left far, far away from home, and, and yet she's traveling here, and it's not been a, a little vacation to renew and go back. I mean, I, I know European, 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 those people, they holiday a little bit longer than, than some, but, but eight weeks, that, that seemed, uh, you know, what's that about? And so he just asked, he said, if, if, if you don't mind, I, I'm curious, is, is this just a vacation for you or is this trip something more? And she responded. She said, well, yes, actually, it is kind of a, a quest. I'm, I'm kind of lost right now. I don't know what's next. I quit my job because it was so unfulfilling. And, and I'm here, I guess, I'm trying to find myself. And he said, wow, that's interesting. Any ahas in your experience so far? And she said, you know, there, there have been very few. I'm, I'm still groping pretty much. But I did have this really interesting experience just a couple of weeks ago. I lost the keys to my rental car. And I'm far from home. I have no one to call, no one to help me. And I'm, I'm almost panicked. And, and, and then the stranger walks up in my panic and says, can I help you? Well, I didn't even know who they were, but they just started asking me some basic questions. And all of a sudden, it came to mind where the keys must be. And sure enough, they, they were there. And she said, it was one of those first times where I actually had an experience where I wondered if there was someone up there looking out for me. 
and, and Doug saw the open door. You know? But he wasn't just listening to her, as we said. He was also listening to the Spirit. And something checked his spirit as if to say, she's not asking the question yet for the answer you want to give. Hold on. And, and, and so he just continued to wonder. First, he affirmed her that, you know, I, I really admire the fact that you take this quest so seriously, that you would invest this kind of time, come this far, be this open. You know, it's kind of a road less traveled story. Oh, I love that poet, she said. But it's yet to make all the difference for me. And he said, you know, I'm wondering what you're expecting. Will will you know it when you found it? Do you have a sense of what you're looking for? What will satisfy this quest of your heart? She she was almost moved that he was that interested in, in what was going on with her. She said, you know, I not really. I just assume that once I find myself, I'll, I'll recognize that, I'll know it. And Doug remembered something that he had read uh, in a great book. It's one of my favorite books called Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott. Brilliant book. Not necessarily a Christian book, but when it comes to relating to other people, it's absolutely brilliant. And in that book, she is known for this quote, let silence do the heavy lifting. And so he just took a moment to pray and to continue to wonder and to to let the silence do the heavy lifting. It was almost as if giving that silence was focusing that quest in that moment. After a moment of silence, he said, uh, as he was praying, something came to his mind. An old illustration maybe he had used in a sermon one time, but he just said, hey, I've got a hunch. Would it be okay if I shared it? He asked permission, which is always a great idea. I've got a hunch. Would you mind if I shared it? And she said, oh, please, please. He'd been listening so well, any hunch that he might have might really be sensitive to her situation. He had listened so well that his wondering was now received. Can I share a hunch? He says, uh, in this trip that you have, have, have you gone to any art museums? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, I love art museums. And he says, I, I, I like them too, but to be honest, uh, I get a little confused sometimes. He says, you know, I'm, I, I'm an old athlete. And uh, sometimes when I look at a painting, I, I just don't get it. You know, especially that modern art stuff. Colors everywhere, splotches here and there. And so I, I can look at it for a long time and just, I don't get it. And I, I really wish that, that, that maybe the artist, you know, the guy that painted that p- picture was standing there. So I'd say, hey, what are you trying to tell me here? What does all this swirl of action and color... Help me understand what it is that you're trying to communicate here. It's like, it's like you, you, you've got a secret and you're trying to tell me, but, 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 but I can't get it. He said, you ever been to a, an art museum and had that experience? 
And she said, yeah, quite, quite a few times, actually. She said, sometimes I like to walk around with a little guide, you know, that, that kind of tells you a bit of the background, and sometimes that helps. But some, some I just don't get. I, I just don't understand. And he said, well, me too. And he said, you know, I, I'm wondering if maybe you're like a painting, maybe you're like a work of art, and, and maybe truly discovering yourself means getting to know your creator. And he said it was, it was as if lights came on. She was stunned by that thought. He watched her in the silence as she, she just kind of processed that. And then it was almost as if it overwhelmed her and it kind of blew her mind. And she, and she turned back to him and she says, thank you for planting that good seed in my brain. Now at that point, he stops the conversation. I don't know what happened, if the friends came back, if they interrupted. If it was time to go, they had already spent enough time at the uh, cantina that day. If the tour bus was pulling away, who, who knows what happened. But that, according to him, is, was where the conversation led to. But we don't know anything beyond that. I, I wonder if, if he had gone on wondering. If he might have said, you know, I'm wondering. But when we thought about that art museum idea... I'm wondering how considering that made you feel. What were you feeling when that was going on? I'm wondering. Now, he could have, very early on in the conversation, I thought someone up there was looking out for me. Well, my dear young lady, someone is looking out for you. Have you ever read the verse, blah, 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 you know? Someone is watching over you. He sees every sparrow when it falls. And that, none of that's bad stuff. All that's true stuff. Maybe that'll work. But something incredible happened when he was willing to wander alongside someone when the Spirit told him, she's not yet ready for the answer that you're so ready to give. R rather than pushing his agenda on her, he was wise to let her pace set the tone to come alongside her not as someone who is an enemy to confront right or 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 or, or even a a, a well-meaning friend to correct but this spiritual conversation tended to find more momentum greater depth 